0: Good evening. Today is Monday, April 12th, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This, this week's chapter is The Doctor's Opinion. My name is Amy B. I'm a very grateful recovered compulsive overeater from the mid-Hudson Valley, New York. Um, and I am really grateful for this opportunity to do service and share on the doctor's opinion. One of my favorite things about the doctor's opinion is that right up front in the beginning, it begins with the necessity of doing service and carrying the message. And, um, I'm just, I, am very grateful for all the faces that are here today to talk about, um, the big book, because that's why we're here, to carry the message of the solution. So right in the beginning, yes? I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh, may I clarify about the time? I didn't realize I was muted earlier. Okay. How long are you talking for? I I actually, I have the timer. If you would give me a reminder in 13 minutes. Got it. Thank sorry. you. No worries. Um, Service. It starts with the about the need to carry the message right in the beginning. Um, the on the bottom of page XXV, where it says that, um, the person acquired certain ideas about a method of treatment. Um, he commenced to present his conceptions to other alcoholics, pressing upon them that they must do likewise with still others. And there are a lot of musts in the big book, but this is the first one in one of these chapters, and I love the fact that this speaks about carrying the message right up front. Um, the doctor's opinion, I heard somebody share recently and I love that, that the doctor's opinion um, is, it, it, without it, the rest of the book has no context. It, it, it doesn't make sense. You don't need the rest of the book without the doctor's opinion. And it's funny because it comes before the title page because it was not written by an alcoholic, um, but, uh, it qualifies the situation, the circumstances for us. And um, some of my favorite things about the doctor's opinion are, uh, I read one of them al- already. It says he acquired certain ideas concerning a possible means of recovery. And the, just those words, he acquired certain ideas is so gentle to me that it wasn't that like he arrived at, he was 100%, he just got an idea. He got an idea and it turned into something that then he carried to others. And um, that feels very gentle to me. And another thing that comes in here that I really love is that um, on on page XXVII, at the bottom where they're talking, where the, in the doctor's um, later letter where he says, um, later he requested the privilege of being allowed to tell his story to other patients here. And with some misgiving, we consented. And I have written in the margin next to that, that's cool. Like you, I, I can have misgivings, I can have opinions and experience and i am a human being especially when i first came into the rooms and um actually this is a step one chapter the doctor's opinion so i i want to take just one second and not a very long time to talk about step one is we admitted we were powerless over food and our lives had become unmanageable i want to really quickly with a with a graphic just qualify my powerless and unmanageable life and if you're listening if you can't see the recording uh it can't see the video what it is is it's a red line it's a graph of the 25 years of my life before I came into the rooms of OA and it goes straight up and straight down and straight up and straight down and straight up and straight down and then up again and that is me gaining and losing and gaining and losing and gaining and losing immense amount of weights, over a hundred pounds, multiple times. So this doctor's opinion, actually I was thinking today about the words, the doctor's opinion, and it stopped me short in a way that I had not kind of recognized before because of this up and down, because of this wild swing and unhealthy physicality, every doctor's opinion that I encountered caused me a lot of fear and resentment um, for a lot of years. So to have really like what has become my saving grace, come from a chapter called The Doctor's Opinion, is a lovely little reminder to me not to have fixed ideas. So um, I just, that came to me today and I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but I wanna talk about the fact that the doctor speaks, the doctor's opinion speaks to the condition We are a a specific class, where is it? A specific class, here we go, sets them apart. It's page XXX on the bottom. All these and many others have one symptom in common. They cannot start drinking without developing the phenomenon of craving. I cannot have one bite. I cannot have one bite. I can only have them all. I cannot start without developing the phenomenon of craving. This phenomenon, as we have suggested, may be the manifestation of an allergy which differentiates these people and sets them apart as a distinct entity. It has never been, it meaning the allergy, has never been by any treatment, which we are familiar, permanently eradicated. It's an allergy, It is a, it cannot be eradicated. The only relief We have to suggest his entire abstinence and the word relief also reaches out to me. Um, uh, My life was one of pain and I would have never reached for joy. I would have never even thought to aim for joy, but relief would have been nice. And um, that word jumped out at me in doctor's opinion um, also. But the point that I'm making here is that sets us apart as a distinct class i am among a distinct class i have this given circumstance an allergy that cannot be eradicated and is always going to have an effect on me and okay i had i had a weird thought and i'm just going to go for it um so a lot of years ago, really a lot of years ago, like 30 years ago when I was in college um, and I tried a hallucinogenic drug and in and taking it and, and experiencing it for a moment, I had this feeling like I couldn't breathe, like I couldn't catch my breath or I couldn't get air. And I looked up and there was somebody with me who had done it before and they said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel like maybe, but it's fine. It's just the drug. It's not real. You're fine. And I was like, it's not. They're like, you're fine. Relax. You feel it for a second. It will pass. It's not real. It's okay. And I was like, oh. And then at a later time, when I was with somebody who was their first time, I said, hey, listen. There's a thing that might happen at the beginning, and you might feel it's not real. It's just the drug. It's not real. It's fine. You'll be fine. I'm letting you know it's coming. This given circumstance, this allergy, this distinct class is a given circumstance that makes me experience things that are not real. I think I can't get enough. I think I need it. I think I can't get enough anything. Love, approval, forgiveness validation reassurance never enough what if it's not real that's what this says to me Amy it's not real that you don't have enough it's just the drug it's just the allergy it's just the given circumstance it's the distinct entity. And maybe knowing that, I mean, I, lack of knowledge is not our dilemma, we know that. Lack of power is our dilemma and, and the powerlessness is what step one is about. What I'm saying is the recognition that I am, when I took that hallucinogenic, I really felt what I felt. And the person who was with me knew it. They were like, oh yeah, you're totally feeling that. Don't worry. It's cool. Doctors opinions. You really need to lose weight. You really need to stop. Aren't you upset? Don't you care about, don't you want your children to see, don't you, that wasn't, that wasn't, my a given circumstance that I could recognize because what I saw that I couldn't get enough I couldn't explain there's there's the another line in here um and I know there's a lot of stuff in here that's wonderful and I love the fact that we're going to have multiple people speaking on this chapter this week so I know you're going to hear lots of, if you come back, you'll hear lots of other, or listen to the recordings, other people's perceptions and favorite paragraphs and things that stick out for them about this chapter. Um, One of the things in here, and I'm skipping back a little bit to XXVI, where it says um, the doctor's theory that we have an allergy interests us. And then at the end of the paragraph, because it explains things for which we cannot otherwise account. And that's the thing. If it's if it feels real and I am validated that it feels real, yes, that's that's what, yes, we feel this way for whatever reason, allergy of the body, mental twist, we feel this way. I feel this way that I can't get enough, that I can't stop once I've started and I can't stay stopped and By If it could have been done by human power, I mean, I had done it. Losing weight was not not the difficulty for me. I mean, not to say that it didn't take effort, but I was able to accomplish that. Couldn't stay stopped. I could not explain how, how does one explain being able to take off 160 pounds, half of their body weight, and put it all back on? With a, with a vengeance, who does that? Who does that except for a person who is experiencing something that's clearly not real. I didn't have to, I didn't have to start eating, but I did because I didn't have a spiritual solution. And this book, the doctor's opinion, um, the chapter in the doctor's opinion, um, I love reading that, um, with newcomers or people who are newly committed to big book recovery, or even somebody who wants to start going through the steps again. And um, I, I really, I love almost every line in here. The doctor's opinion is the chapter that says, are these your given circumstances? Do you also experience that thing that you swear is true. Because then the rest of the book, and I said earlier, somebody said without the doctor's opinion, there's there's no reason for the rest of the book. If I read these things, if I look at this, if there are things in here that I cannot otherwise explain, except for the fact that I um essentially like the effect produced by the first. Bite so much. Where's this line? I drink essentially because I like the effect produced and that while I admit it's injurious, we're at the bottom of XXVIII, I cannot after a time differentiate the true from the false. My feeling that I cannot get enough, the thing that I thank you, the thing that I think is true, I cannot differentiate the true from the false And that life feels normal, it feels real to me. I'm restless, irritable and discontent unless I can experience the sense of ease and comfort which comes at once by taking um, a few drinks and then I I have to succumb to the desire again as so many do. And I mean, this is the paragraph, the phenomenon of craving develops. And so the point is, is that we have these, I, I have these given circumstances. I look at the ups and downs that I have experienced. I look at and not just with not just with my weight, with my emotions, with my inability. I was sharing something with somebody um, recently, something else that I heard in a meeting everything everything wonderful I heard in a meeting somewhere. Um, something I heard in a meeting where somebody was talking about how their sink, um, has a, if you have one of those sinks with a soap dispenser, that's built in and you have to refill it and refill it on the top, but then the the thing is on the bottom. So you have to pour it in the top, then you have to look underneath in the cabinet in the bottom to see how far up it is. And the woman was sharing and she's like, and I'm, and I'm pouring it in and I'm looking and I'm trying to get it like right to the top, right to the top, right to the top. And it's never enough unless it's perfect. And what happens every time, every time, every time, every time the soap spills all over the edge. And then when you put the thing in, it comes out even more. And not only did you waste soap, but you've made a mess that you have to clean up. I don't have to fill everything to the top. I don't have to I I do not have to seek enough. It's not enough. It's not enough. It has to be higher. It's not enough. It's not close enough. It's not good enough. That's not real. It's not real. It's just the allergy. It's just my given circumstance. So if this is my given circumstance, if this doctor's opinion, these things for which I cannot otherwise account are my given circumstance... Then we get to the end of this chapter. I mean, says at the top of XXI, what's the solution? I have written above that in my book, I need a miracle because they've told me that I'm, it's hopeless. It says all throughout this, all throughout this chapter that it's hopeless. The cool thing, however, is that hopelessness is a prerequisite for recovery. And it says that all over the place too. It tells the story in the, the man who hid in the deserted barn determined to die, he had decided his situation hopeless. That's the prerequisite for recovery. We, I'll, I'll personalize. I have to accept as my given circumstance that I am never going to be able to, to feel the truth of the situation. I'm just, I just, I'm not built that way. It's, 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 it's okay. It's okay because there is a way that I can live so that I can adjust. So I don't need my substance to be able to get that ease and comfort because I can get by in, in life. I can get by, I can match calamity with serenity because I have a design for living that works in rough times. And I know I'm skipping ahead and um, I'm know i at the end of the time as well. So I just wanna thank everybody for being here tonight. And I really look forward to the shares and hearing everybody's uh, opinion on the doctor's opinion. And again, I'd like to encourage you to share in the chat any links to any resources or recordings of doctor's opinion from OA or AA meetings that you like and we'll uh, collect those. And we will now open the meeting for uh, either questions about the chapter or, or anything that I spoke about, or, our three, or for three minute shares. As this is a big book study meeting, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. And we ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand which is under reaction, or press star nine if you're on the phone and uh, we'll call your raised hands in order. Um, Will the timekeeper please set a timer for three minutes for each share? And then when there are 10 minutes left in the meeting, we will stop the recording and anyone who wants to share um, unrecorded can do so then. So if anyone would like to share please raise your virtual hand and we'll call you in order. Katie B., would you like to share? Hi, I'm Katie B., I'm a Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Thank you, I'm so happy to be at this meeting and thank you for your share. I actually have, where are you, Amy? I lost a little no more. <laughs> all right um thank you so much for your share it gave me so much to think about I have a lot written so I I have a question for you I don't want to put you on the spot but so I don't know if but my my question is I just loved the the what if it's not real and I can totally relate to that I mean so much and I want to know if you've reflected at all like has on if there has been a shift or what you've noticed as you've gone through the, your recovery journey to now you you identify as a recovered compulsive overeater can you talk about your reality or your your sense of reality now in terms of that uh sure thank you for the question i i'm going to try to answer what i think that you asked i can talk about it with regards well in two ways with regards to my substance with regards to food neutrality, like an awareness of what's real and what's not real. There was a situation, um, within the first year of my abstinence, but I had uh, more than six months, but in the first year I felt good in my abstinence I I I don't know that I I certainly did not have the recovery situation but I was feeling more neutral about the food and I certainly step one was never step one or the doctor's opinion was never a problem for me I bought in I recognized that right away so I did understand that and I got it with the food sooner than I got it with other things but um there was a like a dessert that would have you know, the dessert of my dreams basically was bought, brought to a table and there were spoons everywhere. And um, we were at a dinner where everybody else had ordered like big, fan, like, calor- like whatever d- 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 food that I would have eaten before that was not abstinent food to me. And I had had abstinent food and I was totally fine with it. And then they bring out the dessert of my dreams and a whole bunch of spoons. And the person next to me said, well, you have to have it. Because you didn't have anything before. And I looked at it and there was a flash. It was a flash. And I said in my head, I didn't say out loud, you know, I could get with my pinky, get like that, just that right, that place right there would get that ingredient and that ingredient and that ingredient and that ingredient and that, ingredient and that but like just all that right on my fingertips calorically it would be negligible it I mean barely I did I didn't and as soon as that thought came through because I had accepted this because I knew what I saw was real or not real immediately I said yup and I would just pay for it with everything like it was an immediate recognition I could have that I would taste all of the flavors and calorically it would be negligible. Correct. Factual. Also factual is it would cost me everything. As for the other stuff, like life on life's terms, um, I have come, I don't, it's kind of like that. it's not real, but it's more like it's more like what's driving i'm i i start to recognize what happened in a moment i start to recognize a feeling where i know that either my fear or my need to control or my anger is driving me driving my actions driving my reactions driving how i'm aligning with people like i recognize um, that thank you i'll i'll wrap up the answer i'll recognize that i'm um, it's driving and I now know that that kind of driver takes me to a neighborhood that I don't want to be in and as soon as I do that I I don't know that it's it's not real but it's like I don't want that's who I default to that's who comes to pick me up that's who shows up I have to reject that driver and put my ideals in the driver's seat the, the divine love, the divine honesty, the divine unselfishness. And that's an awareness of, you know, a, a, a perceived truth, which is that I have to be angry or I have to be afraid. I hope that answered the question, thank you. Elena, I see your hand is raised.
1: I am Elena, uh, compulsive overeater, restrictor. Um, so a lot, of, a lot of cool things here. Um, entire abstinence is the relief. And that's a huge word for me because I wake up in the morning and my mind still um, goes to what did I eat the day before, you know, I'll wake up in the morning where before when I was in the food, I would have to calculate what I ate, start the calculations of how much I have to exercise, you know, the whole thing. And now I wake up in the morning, it's like, oh, wait, no, I'm safe. You know, it feels like such a relief that I'm safe from the previous day. And at the same time, like I'm working through the steps. I'm only on step six right now. Um, And my disease is that I'm not enough. Nothing about me is enough, Um, you know. But the other day, I've had food neutrality since November. It's been an absolute miracle. And that's a huge physical relief. But there are some times still that my mind will still tell me, you know, uh, you know, I mean, I've used every other fellowship to try to solve my food problem. Doesn't work. I don't want to be in this separate class. I don't want to do it. I don't want to be a part of it, but I am. And you mentioned acceptance, accept as my given circumstance, right? So my question is, does that ever go away? That inkling of, you know, I felt grief the other night when I took my son out for dessert and I said, oh, damn, you know, like. Can I really, you know, I mean, it's this, it's that, it's sugar-free, you know, does that ever go away or does it just kind of
0: warp with time? I can only speak from my own experience, right? And people will have different experiences. From my experience, it went away. I have spent time with my parents recently and they don't quite get it they don't understand when i told them that i was in recovery for compulsive overeaters they were like but you're so skinny now they, like they don't they don't get it so they keep offering me chocolate like every time i'm there oh but it's dark chocolate oh but it's organic chocolate oh but it's free-trade gluten-free like because that's their love language and from what they can see i'm a person who can do that now And here's the thing. My my like my my favorite thing in the world. Previously, the thing that like there was no could take. I mean, really, like if there was a top, and I I really didn't discriminate. I ate all the foods. Like I didn't even have a favorite class. Like I didn't discriminate. That being said, chocolate was always and um they they uh. I I don't, I don't, I'm not mad at them for offering it. I don't need them to put it away. I don't mind saying no 12 times. It doesn't bother me and I don't want it because when my mother had a difficult thing, I was able to be present and loving and of service. And we have a beautiful, loving relationship. And I don't see chocolate as a source of ease and comfort anymore. So it doesn't, called to me in the same way. I don't mind it. I I have had thoughts or seen foods or like somebody's mentioned somebody, something like a food or a favorite. And like what I said, I didn't discriminate. You can mention almost anything and I could be like, oh, oh man. And um, I will occasionally be like, oh, that's a delicious one. I have thoroughly enjoyed that one in the past. And if I ate it today, I'm sure I would enjoy it. And then just Skipped along with my day and, and it didn't stick to me. Like, I, I don't, I've been abstinent for almost three years. I moved to the house where I live in a little over a year ago. And I was driving down the highway the other day and I saw this ice cream place on the side. And I realized, I was like, oh, I didn't even realize there was an ice cream place there. And I realized I had never been in it. I had never eaten any non abstinent meal since I've lived in this. Town. I don't know of any places that have any, that feels pretty like a pretty significant change in my life. So again, from my experience, it does. Yeah. And it's a miracle and it's progressive and Um, it requires working the steps. Thank you. Thank you. Any other shares on the doctor's opinion or questions? We probably have time for one more before we turn it off or we could. Oh, Wendy. Hi, Wendy.
2: Hello.
3: Um, I'm Wendy, uh, compulsive overeater. Thank you so much, Amy, for your share and for helping to create this new meeting. I'm very excited about it. Um, so I love this concept of it's not real. (laughs) Um, and yeah, it's just kind of fascinating to to me and it's going to need, I'm going to need to sit with it for a while, but I'm like, so curious, like if there is any scientific explanation for it, like, I know that there's so many, um, studies around substance abuse and, and even sugar and the effect that it has on the brain and the body and all of that stuff. But I really wonder if there's something that can be identified scientifically, like in the brain of someone who is a compulsive overeater. Um, and I guess until that, <laughs> that happens, yeah, like it's not real. It's like, we just, we just kind of uh, create somehow gets created in our, our minds that we want this food or we need this food. Like, does anyone really need chocolate milk? <laughs> no, um, but we have this like, yeah, this need for it. So um, it's, it's fascinating to me. And this was like the, the hardest thing for me um, in all the time I've been here was to actually admit to the allergy So um, when I finally did, it turned everything around for me. So it's just, uh, yeah, I'd love to, I'd love the scientific pinpoint, like dot on the brain where it says, look, you have it. And it's, "Mm." but for now we have to suffice with this. So thank you. I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Wendy. I would say that's. Perhaps a sociologist, I don't know if it's science, might make a a thing of all of the OA people and say this study shows it's a thing. I don't know, but I think it's probably an outside issue. So forgive me, I apologize. Charisse, would you like to unmute and share? You're still muted, sorry. Nope.
2: There you okay. go. Okay. I'm just talking away. <laughs> <laughs> so glad that this meeting has started up and I'm glad to be a part of it. And I could just say, share that it wasn't until coming to these big book study meetings and understanding what the heck this meant because I'm like, I'm reading this big book and it's talking about alcohol and it does not relate to me. So I'm like, how does this relate to me? I'm not an alcoholic. I've never had a problem with alcohol. But I've thought like they thought. I've ate like they drank. I'm one of them. I have a true compulsive overeater. And it's like the doctor's opinion um, to whom it may concern is to Sharice. That's telling me this is what your problem is. This is why you've been doing what you've been doing. So I'm I'm grateful for this. I'm I am so grateful. And um and definitely having to identify if I was a real or true compulsive overeater. My whole life was the my whole life was the proof that I am the real thing and that I need this program to save my life. For one, to save me from killing myself with the food. And now that I'm in recovery, it's not about the it's not about the food. It's about my thinking and how to deal with the kid back there. Just deal with life on life terms. Deal with people in general, and and not you know have to eat over it because someone disagrees with me or whatever. So thank you for letting me share once again. Glad to be here.
0: <laughs> thank you for your share. And thank you so much for being here. I'm going to stop the recording.